You ready? I'm ready. Let's let's chat. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the Monday night on a random week version of our show. What's up, Rach? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. You having a good week so far? Can't, I mean, it's Monday, but <laughs> I like to think I'm going to Derek Henry every week in every 2020. Every single fucking week. Every single week. I'm just going to steamroll this shit. Like, that's my goal for 2020. I think that's a good goal to have. Thank you. That's, I would I've, have that goal. I, I appreciate it. So this week we have an exciting guest. Last week there was a um, conference, a trade show, if you will, in Vegas called CES. And our guest this week was there and did some very interesting, but also I would say probably pretty humorous things. And so he's agreed to come talk about us. It is Matt Mueller. What's up, man? Oh, man. Excited to be here with y'all. And it's not just a random Monday night. It is a primetime Monday night at the national championship game. Oh, yeah. So we don't have a movie. So just so you're aware, usually what we do with this thing is we play a movie while we while we podcast. And the movie's kind of like our barometer of, you know, how long we should go. But this year, this year, <laughs> this year. Tonight we've got the national cha- championship college football game on. And it did not go well for Clemson. Game is over. Just ended. Um, and LSU won. So if you're an LSU fan, congratulations. Or go fuck yourself. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're a Clemson fan, sorry. And if you don't care, we hope you were entertained. <clears throat> yeah, if you don't care, then you, didn't you know that SportsCenter is coming up next on our TV? <laughs> so... Let's start off with a little bit about you. I think before we get to the conference, um, what's up? Where are you from? Tell us about you. How'd you end up in Arizona? Because you, like most of the people we talk to, are not from here. No, I I met a handful of people in the last six years that are actually from here. I'm not one of them. So I'd like to think that I came here by choice to escape the Minnesota cold, which I experienced from birth to age 34 full-time and I had wintered here three years before finally making commitment you might say I'm a little afraid of commitment but I thought I would just test the waters out for a few years and uh, see if the sunshine stayed around which it did so therefore I decided to move down here full-time about three years ago and that's when I really started to you know meet some cultured people like yourself Uh, from being born and raised and living in Minnesota my whole life that's a a little bit of a narrow uh, exposure to the culture and all that this great country and the whole world has to offer. How many friends have you dragged from Minnesota to Arizona? Like full-time to move here? Yeah. Or how many are you in the process of convincing? Because <laughs> oh. it seems like you've got a pretty, pretty long roster of people that are... So I have a few friends that visit quarterly. And uh, it's a quarterly commitment now to come yep. down and stay for the weekend. So they're just waiting for their kids to graduate high school, and then they'll be here full time. 
Yeah. And um, that's how it goes, though. It's always one person that goes, and then the groups or the family. I can't tell you how many people I know that have been like, oh, you know, they moved, and then all of a sudden their parents bought a house here, and then they have two friends that moved out. So, yeah, going on that note, I am not an early adopter. Um, I had a cousin that's been here 10 years and a second cousin that's been here about 12 years. And then my parents have been wintering in Lake Havasu City, which uh, which you, is awesome, which is a great place to spend the winter and or the summer. Yeah. And so they've been there part time for five years and then they'd rented a house for five years before that. So that's kind of been on my radar and uh, Phoenix was a bigger market that allowed me to, you know, come in and build a business and, you know, meet a lot more people. But that was the initial <clears throat> draw to this part of the country, I guess. And and I'm super excited to be here. This is a great market for lifestyle and to build a company. I mean, it's growing like crazy and it's very open to new business and it's relatively cheap to live still. And, and you've got you've got a lot of friends that are in kind of that lifestyle industry in the area. And I mean, is that, did you know a lot of those people when you moved here or have you made those friends? Are they like net new friends? Most of them are new. Yeah. Most of them are new. Um, I've been a freelancer, um, most of my adult life. I would used to say entrepreneur, but I would say more of a freelancer now. Entrepreneurs build systems and companies. I'm more just kind of do my own thing, mostly a solopreneur. So freelancer. And so I've got to meet a lot of those people when I've come down here through different um, masterminds and I guess communities. And I knew some traditional business owners down here and just through their friends of friends. And this is a big market. As far as I know, outside of San Diego, it's the second largest like market for, um, digital marketers and, you know, so online entrepreneurs. Right. So let's talk about last week. Cause you had an interesting week. I did, yes. So, so my involvement or invitation to the Consumer Electronics Show, for those who don't know, it's the largest tech expo in the world, 175,000 attendees, 4,400 exhibitors. And uh, I was invited through a friend from Minnesota who I had met originally playing basketball at Lifetime Fitness, and we became good friends. And he and two of his basically neighbors. Um, they were just some middle-aged gentlemen, their kids played sports together and they would always talk about different business ideas. So a couple of years ago, they actually formed a holding company to kind of incubate these ideas that they've been having. And he had called me in, I think August or September and said that they were going to be at CES and asked if I'd be interested in joining them just to help them uh, work their booth. And I'm very much an opportunist. So I'd been to CES two years ago uh, visiting a friend's uh, family member's business that was there. And it was just overwhelming um, what there is to see. And it's experience. crazy. It's crazy how, pl- I mean, even if they just use the one main conference center, it's it's massive. It's insane. Yeah. So we were at the Sands Convention Center, and then the main facility is the Las Vegas Convention Center, which I didn't even make it over to. Right. Uh, and I think there's, I mean, many other facilities in between those two. Because all, all of the resorts do something. I've been there. I've not been to CES, but I've been to SEMA, which is the aftermarket auto parts. Um, and it's, un, it's pro, I would say maybe it's a little even crazier than um, CES, just because CES, a lot of that tech can be con- contained. But at SEMA, you've got cars, like the, the strip is shut down for the week because there's car stuff, but it's just massive how big that place is. 
Yeah, so it was fun. I mean, this was all indoors, so yeah. it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, they didn't really have the strip shut down or anything like that. But in the convention centers, it was bananas, the amount of people that were coming through there. So tell us what you were doing. So my friend invited me to come down, and so I said I would come work the booth. And so over the last few months, they had basically been incubating an idea that kind of took life uh, last year. They had actually uh, – the other partner who was um, – was the founder of the business. He had worked in medical device for 20 years. And so he was actually working in urology the last five years. And they had found through their conversations a problem that hadn't really had a good solution addressed. So his one of his physician friends had told him he should go down and pitch at the Procter & Gamble pitch session, which they offered last year at CES for the first time. So Procter & Gamble is holding this event for startups to come down and pitch them their idea that they're going to sponsor. So at that point, there was just an idea to solve this problem of premature ejaculation. So for male men, uh, physical and sexual health, and there was really no viable solutions on the marketplace. So they had start incubating ideas. And at that point, he's like, no, why should I go? Like, we don't even have a product. And his physician friend encouraged him to just go down. So they had went down with a product idea that looked basically like a cock ring that was worn on the base of the penis, and that would potentially help. Um, basically, how did they? Work. I'm interested how like you present. Like, did they have? Obviously, they didn't have a prototype, but did they just have like? Was it a drawing? Did they it have was a pitch deck. It was pretty much a, a digital image on a pitch deck. Yes. Yeah. So they went. They end up winning this pitch to Procter & Gamble win a $10,000 prize and invitations to all these other events, which was about a year ago. So then over that process, they're like, hey, there's there's something here. We know the need in the marketplace from working with all these urologists. So let's develop on potentially what could work. And they came up with um, a device. So a TENS, which is a electrical stimulation device, is used in a lot of different applications right. to stimulate nerves and muscles in the body. So... They had worked with one of their scientific advisors and basically created this neuromodular device that uses small electrical imp impulses to confuse the nerves that send the signal from the penis to the brain to delay the ejaculatory process. So this device looks like basically a Band-Aid that you would put between your anus and your scrotum. and it would In the gooch. In the gooch. It goes in the gooch. Worn <laughs> Not all the time, just during intercourse, sure. you know, like a condom, put it on beforehand or whatever. So this was the device they had. So we went to CES this year, basically with a couple working prototypes, um, a sticky Band-Aid and a mannequin, and had this 8 by 8 booth. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you had set up in the booth a mannequin that, like, had this thing. How was the mannequin placed? You have not seen the pictures? No. Oh, fantastic. Well, we can as, put the pictures on social media for sure, but I, yeah. you can describe it to us. So it's it's just like the torso or the midsection of a male, right? So yeah. they, they don't allow in the bylaws any genitalia. Yeah. So they must have had this mannequin custom ordered because it's like a two-foot-long midsection of a man. Yeah. And then there's literally in between his two legs, which are like stumps at the front, right? Yeah. Sitting on there, you would be looking right at it. There's this taint Band-Aid. It's a white, completely white but mannequin. But is it so wait, so the mannequin's like, is it like laid back? Yeah, it's is like it, laid back. Let's say a guy's It's in like the birthing guy. position. In the birthing position, yeah. So <laughs> I feel the worst, the person who had it the worst at this event was this sweet 65-year-old lady in the booth across from us who had to face <laughs> to look this at that thing, thing the whole for time. five days. <laughs> what was she selling? 
they had um, a monitoring device for old people. So it was a non-invasive device. So let's say your parents are aging and they don't want like intrusion into their life, but it's a monitoring device that they would put like on their floors. So let's say mom and dad had fallen yeah, and they're on their floors. So there's not something they're wearing, not something that's implanted. It would notify you, send you a signal. So they had actually gotten... So you're trying to keep your man alive and they're trying to keep a literal man alive. Absolutely. And they had actually... It goes um, hand in hand, really. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So everyone's staying alive. So they got they uh, pitched Shark Tank. I have a button tank. for that here. I wish I did. Oh, if you had. I know. I should have been quicker on the... <laughs> but I wasn't. So. so. So, yes, poor Sally across the way. I had to just watch. But it just... I'm just... I really wish I could have seen this display because it sounds amazing. And I understand more and more now. So tell us about the media. Like, you, you went there. You had no... So previous to the event, going in to help out, we've had conversations as a team. You know, like, there's there's not been any media interest. The whole point of this was for them to get media interest and then also to find potential investors because they're going into feasibility studies. They have working prototypes, but they need to produce these things. So um, going in, we're like, we're going to be standing there bored with nobody to talk to. We'll probably get to go see the rest of the show. Right. And uh, they had made a couple of lucky good decisions, and they had spent some extra money to go to this media event on Sunday, which is all for reporters and PR. And some one of the outlets, I don't even know. Did they just network, or did they kind of pitch? So they have a booth, so then all the uh, media people can come around. Come to the and, oh, okay. Um, and this was a special thing in a room on right. Sunday night. And one of the media outlets, I don't even know who it was to give credit to, but coined the product. The Taint Band-Aid. And I like Taint Tamer. I enjoy Taint Tamer. I just like the word taint. taint. It's a good weird? word. Yeah, yeah, It's a great word. Taint Timer. I, I like taint better than gooch. Yeah. Same. Well, because there's not really anything that rhymes with gooch. You can smooch the gooch. Smooch. Yeah, but that's not really yeah, like... No one wants to do no Taint so. Tamer. Like, at taint. least Taint Tamer is a little... Or Taint Timer. <laughs> I like a good taint tickle if it's me, but taint tickler. Yeah, I guess it could. I mean, but technically speaking, oh, it does tickle. So it's you know electrical impulses. It does. Okay. It provides a little sensation. I'm just curious how that, you know, the scientific um, data behind how is that stopping ejaculation? I feel like anytime we start adding pulses in there, we're just only ramping it up. Oh, but he's gonna tell us. <laughs> but the pulses, yeah, that's, that's I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> yeah. So the pulses are designed to confuse the nerves to delay the signal from the penis to the brain. So they're delaying okay. the, through confusing the nerves in the perineum area, which there are an abundant amount mm. that are sending signals to your brain. So we are yes. confusing and delaying those signals from being sent. Okay. It, I mean, it is, it's, it is super interesting concept. So That was my first so med device job was in urology. Really? Oh. I'm I'm rather familiar with the prostate and the urethral orifices. And you didn't come up with the Wait, taint tamer? I did not. No. No, I did not. Did you, were you aware of the issue? No, I was aware of enlarged prostate. That was oh. my main. But you didn't have any personal experience with any males who had an issue? Uh, no, I, I... Well, I think it all... Is it is that, is that? Do we consider that an issue? I just thought that was a standard Premature? male thing. Yeah. No, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. I've, I mean, is that well, I think is that I, the well, new I like I like, only last five seconds? It's like, but I have a it's a diagnosed no, problem. I, well, no, I mean I think there's <laughs> I, no because I thought that was just you know. 
par for the course. I mean, I thought I was just doing a good job, but now it's now it's an actual diagnosed problem. I just, well, it's gonna hurt my ego. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough thing. For well, me I to guess get I guess it depends on like how are you. I mean, I don't know. It's like the law of averages per individual, right? Like, I mean, if if like all your dudes are like under a minute, then I'd say. Yeah, maybe you're just connecting. Like I said, with, I'm just tooting maybe my you're own just horn here. Connecting with all the dudes that have problems. <laughs> you know what? I am connecting with all the dudes that have problems, but it's. I think it's more mental at this stage. But exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a, my I, choice in men has really never been good. But now it's not like now you're the rest of the rest yeah. of the story. I was just is, blaming certain problems. You know, I was I was giving myself credit for them. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna have to figure now, out. Now there's these yeah. guys that came up with this amazing product. Now there's and you now there's a taint even... bandage out there that I gotta compete with. <laughs> no, you can carry that along with you and be like, "Hey, I have a hunch. I'm yeah. pretty hot. You might need this." Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's a no. That's a good point. That's really yeah. good salesmanship. Yep, that's really good salesmanship. Yep. Or or the flip. Do they need side someone to this. sell it on Instagram? Like, what are, what are we... we are accepting <laughs> affiliates at this yeah, time. Okay. We're accepting sponsors at this time. <laughs> Or you, the flip side is you could get caught in a situation where like somebody has that thing on and you're like, oh God, come on, finish already. Oh no, yeah. see, no, not you're, tamer. you're allowed to um, allow your partner partner to control the app. So oh, it's app. Control. Then you gotta sit there with it, like. Oh, he, you know, see. I mean, some girls are on their phone already. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were texting another guy, but you're just trying to shut it off. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, see, so, okay. logistics, though, again, this is my whole problem, back to the lesbian thing, you know, logistics, it's a lot of work to do, now I got to control an app to make sure that you, you know. Well, that's why I said. It's a lot for me to think about. Okay, this this is not a male pleasure device, this is all about you, this is about the partner. Yeah, it's about extending your enjoyment. Yeah, it's about satisfying your partner. Because just because a guy comes early doesn't mean it, they don't enjoy it. It's just efficient. I think if, like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of if guys. They're a real man. They're doing other things to begin with. But, you know, that's, again, we're a separate issue here. Well, maybe that's why a lot of guys. This is about the taint tamer right now. Why, maybe that's why a lot of guys do other things because they know they need to, like, put it off for a little while. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there is the argument for that as well. All right. So tell us more about the app. Yeah. Oh, the app like, is, is just to control the on and off and also the intensity, which... Okay. It's probably at this point... So like higher intensity, beta. longer they last. That's the ratio, Not right? necessarily, no. Okay. It's, it's just the comfort level. Okay. Have I have my question. <laughs> have you physically felt this thing? Yeah, on my arm. On we were arm. testing it on people's arms yeah. so that they could feel the sensation. Have yeah. you had males try this live <laughs> in action? Have I viewed them or have has this occurred? Has this occurred? This has like, occurred. is there scientific data in the bed? Like, do we have... There has been subjective studies. Subjective studies. Which have produced favorable results. Okay. Well, that's, okay. Another, that's another thing that we, we discussed, whether they are going to go... Because there's, there's two routes to go here, right? Yes. There's Talk about that a little bit. Because you could... It, there, there is a case for FDA and non-FDA. Correct. So we're going into feasibility studies right now, which would be once we have 25 working prototypes, they have the study designed already. It'll be done with the San Diego Center for Sexual Health. And they're going to take 25 participants. They're going to have five sexual activities as a control. And then they're going to 
do five sexual activities using the device to measure the efficacy of the product. What's the name of the company again? Morari. Morari. Medical. Got it. And the device is uh, still up for grabs, so Taint Tickler is in the running. We are okay. still looking to name. Oh, the, the other yeah, naming, yeah. Uh, the naming, okay. So there, there will be a prize for the. Uh, it's going to be name. something like Xylotrelix or something like th- some, that. Sounds some, pharmaceutical. That's what I'm saying. One of these pharmaceutical companies is going to buy this shit, and so they're going to like. When you do a scientific study, you got to have part of it's got to be blind. So is there going to be like a? So this is so a, the, this is not a scientific study. This is a okay. a feasibility study. Okay. So are they? But are they going to do? So the. Essentially, the pitch is the pulses. And Correct. The, the electrical okay. sensation. Correct. So are they going to do some that have a different... Like, yeah, what's your placebo oh, going to be? Yeah, what's the... Thank you. What's the placebo going to be? Because everybody's got to put this thing on. Everyone's going to make... Yeah, if they put it on, there's going to be some people that automatically... Like, it gets in their head. There's one that you like have a, a timer, and it's like five minutes, and after then, it's just like you get a finger up your butt. <laughs> So in a feasibility <laughs> study, if when they're wearing it, the result is the same, then that is a win. So whether it's placebo or whether it's device-based, if someone gets the result, then from a feasibility standpoint, there is a result. This is the scientific study at this so, point. Okay, so they're just trying to figure out right now <clears throat> like whether this thing has an effect enough to go out and find more funding. Correct, yes. Which ha- have they... Have they been through any funding rounds yet, or have they just been doing self-funded like, and Angel? self-funded? Yeah. Okay. So they will be doing. And then it. the one P and G thing they won. Yeah. Which was not is insignificant amount of money. Correct. It was to do these events. Yeah. yeah. And they were they were torn um, through partners whether this event would actually uh, be a value to them, and it turned out to be. Um, well, because they a they, I mean, I would say they they probably got lucky by one year. Because last year, there was a company that that actually won an award, and CES didn't give it to them. I believe that's right. Is that, that is that's that correct? correct? So there was a company called Laura DiCarlo, and they were a vibrator company, and they had actually won an award last year, and then they got it rescinded, and then they, because of the nature of their business, and then because of all the media that they brought, um, CES actually gave it back to them. And that was the reason we were there this year, because of the... Because of... The press that they got, they allowed this year for the first time sex tech companies. Yeah. So uh, here's another question. Were you, were all the sex tech companies in their own, it was like their own space or did they spread you out amongst the other products? How did they? We were spread out amongst the other products. So in the sands where we were, there's a place called Eureka Park and that's where all the startups are. So all the startups in that general area. Yeah. um, The company... Laura DiCarlo and a couple of the other bigger companies were upstairs in bigger booths where they spend a lot more money on displays. Yeah, yeah, because those things are expensive. I used to, so the company I used to work for in Chicago, one of them, that was my job. I used to go around, and we were an automotive aftermarket company, and I used to go around and I controlled, like, the design and setups of the booth, and it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun because you get to go see, you get to go all these places and kind of see these trade shows and network. Yeah, there's a lot of great people there. So you got, what night did you get all the press on? When did that come out? So Sunday night was the initial taint band-aid um, coining by whatever new... By the media out, outlet. By the media outlet. And so that next... Is this like a tweet or something? Like, oh, we need to find this. Yeah, it was... That, I don't know the initial one, but the big, like the big kicker that I remember was 
Monday, no, Tuesday, Ivanka Trump did the keynote talking about the future of the workforce. Right. And on CNET, which I was not familiar with that um, periodical, they have a 70 million person viewership per oh, month. Oh, you've never heard of CNET? I'd never heard of CNET. Man. I live oh. under a rock. I'm way, I must be way, have you, do you know CNET? All right, I must be nerdy. So. Well, that's a given. Reading CNET for years. Excuse me, CNET is the best thing going. Have you never read it? It's a very reputable periodical. People read it. Yeah. The fact that you just said periodical alone, that says it all. This is a very highly regarded publication. I heard the blog blew up a few years ago, yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's where I go to get like all my reviews on like what kind of tech shit I should buy. Because they're just like a bunch. Well, it's not nerdy. It's techie. You're techie. Yeah, but I mean, it is. It's like a bunch of nerds that started this nerd blog and then they got enough traffic where people are like, hey, what if we send you this thing to review? And they were like, oh, shit. We can make money. We can start making money. (laughs) Yeah. So now they're like a full on company. Yeah. They had a nice booth. They must make some money. Oh, yeah. It's a huge publication. <laughs> yeah. At a place like that, I mean, they probably control they probably control a lot of, the, like, media in and out. I mean, they, uh, you know, there's probably, uh, obviously, there's a ton of media there, but they're probably one of the more, I guess, trusted, um, objective media people that you would want to be covering you. Yeah, they seemed a little more legit than... Um Bjorn, we think his name was. He just kind of showed up with a camera crew in front of our booth, speaking. Um, he was from Norway. Oh, that was yes. like Bjorn, yeah, Sweden, uh, Norway. Look like, at your product. This is very good. And they put you on tape. Yeah. So he does not ask to put us on tape. He just goes <laughs> off in his spiel yeah. right in front of us. He's apparently some tech personality guy. We don't actually know his name. I just called him Bjorn, but uh, he kind of disappeared. Nice. And That's we're like, probably Bjorn. We don't know. We don't know how big he is. Where he could be this? the Howard Stern of Norway. Hmm. Okay, so you get your you get all your your press. No. So Tuesday on the front of CNET, it's hold on. Can we just take a quick time out for a second? Yeah. Was it this guy by any chance? Where Rachel has pulled up a picture. I I did of, not see him, so I wouldn't recognize. Can I see <gasps> this person? What does it look like? Damn. Can I see it? Yeah. Oh yeah. You one hundred percent can. Oh, it's all oh, this is like an but, actual yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, but tell me, tell me that, tell me that wouldn't be a major coincidence right now. John Anderson. Whoa. Hey, this, but this How guy are you connected like to Mr. Company. Anderson? Oh, you know that. Oh, you're following this person. Get, yes. Oh. It was a very mm. weird exchange that we'll save. We'll save for another time. Oh, it could be him because we had no, a weird but, exchange also. It, but yeah. tell, but tell me that that's not a a reliable. <laughs> <Yeah>. Let <laughs> I me mean, look at his social media. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a guy that would make YouTube videos on, like, unboxing of sex toys. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Does he? I mean, I met him at the pool at Maya, so I'm pretty sure that this is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was... I mean, it would just be too coincidental. Wow, I, I'm pretty impressed that we all actually, like, threw that phone around and nobody dropped it on the Hot floor. Hot potato. Hot yeah. potato. Hands like tits. So Bjorn... Coined the Taint Tamer. No, that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> the Taint Band-Aid. I don't know. I kind of like the Taint Tickle. Taint Tickle. Yeah, there's some vibration. Well, that's part of the... that. Well, that's that comes after the feasibility study. Because okay, to yeah. be honest, they're probably going to name it something that like women are more attracted to. 
Because I bet you it would be at it's, least... Well, yeah, if we're in control or if this is about us, then it's got to be... Fem- like, well, you've got to market your, it a little bit more. What would be your estimation? Because I'm assuming they have... Oh, obviously there's no... I'm, I'm assuming they've done zero studies on who would be more likely to buy this product. Yeah, that's a conversation we haven't found the answer to. So yeah. our approach was uh, restoring confidence in male sexual health. Yeah, so you're going for the boys. Yep. So, but would you would you buy this for your man at Christmas? Nope. You would never buy a product like this. Nope. Would. It would ruin her confidence. N- well, again, yeah. No, what it's, a, no. a, it's about me, and and again, like I said, you know, if you're lasting five seconds, I feel good about myself. But the other thing too is you wouldn't want to insult your partner. No, but what if you had had an open conversation about this, and he was like, "Listen, like, baby, everything is perfect, but you know." We get in the bedroom and it's like good and good, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh-uh. I'm like, uh, you know, I just you know, wish I could do already. I wish I could do more. Not a lot you. makes me uncomfortable, but you just, <laughs> you did it. You just did it. Congrats. What if that happened though? Then would you be like, oh, okay, honey, like let's figure this out together. Then Listen. you wouldn't buy this product. Listen, this seems very much like a relationship conversation to be having. And I'm not in relationships. (laughs) I don't do those. So, no, we would never be having this conversation. I would just be like, you're "You're too quick. A-B conversation. So, relations shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. Lose my number. (laughs) You can follow me on Instagram for the rest of life. But but we're not going to do it again. The one thing we do know here is do not include Rachel in any of your research. Because she's not going to. Let's become very clear. No. She's never going to yeah, I mean, She's I have, not on our side. I have some people that we could put in the study, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> but quite frankly, if you're asking who we're, who we're marketing this to, I'm, you know, I'm not your girl. Do you think this would be, they're doing away with these and I'm, I'm really, I hate this, but like, this would be awesome if you were flipping through Sky Mall on your flight <laughs> and you like saw this thing next to that statue of the Yeti. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? There's or the like, dog beds. You know what I'm talking about. So we've, this week we've got producer Matt. He's not on the mic, but he's here hanging out with us. Um, and I just said Yeti in the Sky Mall, and he knows exactly. What, there's a statue of a Yeti in Sky Mall. Well, you fly Southwest, so they don't have Sky I Mall. I do. We, we don't have Sky Mall. Delta, American, you said. Do you know what Sky Mall is? I know what it is. Yeah, yes. yeah. There used to be like I've this I've not Yeti. seen the statue. I always wanted to buy that fucking Yeti, and I never did. I was like, uh, I was, here's the thing is I would get on and like while we were taxiing out, I'd be like flipping through Sky Mall, like, oh, let me look at this airport and see like, oh, that's really cool. Now I know the layouts of the airports and then like, you know, some dumb shit. And then I would start flipping through the shopping part of it and I would always land on this Yeti. It's like this concrete statue of a Yeti that's probably what, a yard tall maybe. And I would be like, yes, like I, I got to buy this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, you can watch the flight, but like you know, I talked myself out of the Yeti by the time I landed, so I never bought the Yeti. But now there's no Sky Mall anymore. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I believe Sky Mall is a huge success, and the Delta CEO Ed Bastian actually gave one of the keynotes, and one thing that stuck out about what he's sharing is that they have six hundred thousand people flying every single day, and when you're in the air, you're in a heightened emotional state yeah so you're very much in a position to make decisions as far as buying decisions right so they actually have one of the most 
valuable marketing platforms on the planet because of the state that people are in. But is there a limit to the products that they like how, I mean, what, what's their, did they talk about their strategy for how to use this information? Like they're not doing the magazines anymore. How do they plan to advertise? Is what I want to know. They did not talk about that at all. They had talked a lot about their partnerships with uh, digital media. So they had a gal that they invited on stage who had created a film that was at Sundance, and they chose to show it. So they're really, I guess, using more of the social um, strategy of their content through their through the the videos and through the movies that they decide to show. So yeah. they're they're becoming more probably. That was more of their social consciousness awareness of what kind of messages they're trying to send because they do have such a captive audience that is in a you know peak emotional state to get What's involved. What's like the targeted age for this? Is this like everybody? Are we talking about the taint band-aid or are we still on Delta's <laughs> flight back to I'm Singapore? just trying to figure out how we get the taint tamer on to Delta's digital media because <laughs> I think that's a t- <laughs> well that so that's why I asked like who are we who are we trying to target here we depends trying, on where like, your flight's going are yeah. you going to Palm Springs or are you going to Disney World because it's a little bit yeah, different well, you know what I'm saying uh, I mean apparently China is a huge market for uh, <laughs> the problem we have is it to solve here is it? why do you know why that's no that's really interesting why do you know why. Oh, just sheer volume. Oh, just oh, volume of people. Sheer volume of people. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people. But actually, culturally, um, from some of the feedback we've got, some people that came from around the world, like in different cultures, if you're not able to participate properly in that engagement, it's very much shunned. Like you're shunned out as a man, more oh. so differently than in the U.S., right? Like if you're not able to procreate or to perform – like that's much more looked down upon in other cultures than potentially here in the So US. I wonder if women in those cultures are much more likely to purchase this product on behalf of their partner. Uh no, I think it's more of a male confidence issue than in those cultures because mm. it is so much like looked down upon. I'm just trying to figure out how you like it, you know, obviously there's a huge market just if you you know you you, you could probably get several rounds of funding just off of selling to men. But I feel like, I feel like that's the, I would assume that's probably the wrong term, probably the lower hanging fruit. Like I feel like it's harder to get to the women and I'm interested in that. Those are the challenges I'm interested in. It's like, how do we figure out? Don't women do enough? Like, don't, don't I, you know, I gotta be on the birth control. Do they? Like I gotta go down, you know, like I gotta. Wait, hold on. You know, now, so now it's like, okay, you've got the problem. Go fix it. Then come, then come. Like, I would love a man that was like, hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to last long. So I bought this thing. Yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, but you don't have to do anything. This is going to help me out. This is going to help me help you. Like, why do I got to go out and buy it so that I can help you you help me? No, no, no. no, no. You don't have to buy it. All you got to do is like copy and paste a link. Well, it's a subtle hint. (laughs) I mean, it would be fun. It's like when when girls save their engagement ring that they want, like on the history of the computer. Like now, now I'm going to do the taint tickler. Like I live in a... Town where there's not a Tiffany's, honey. Like we're yeah. going to K Jewelers. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. I'll get you like a turquoise box, but shit. You know what's funny is like one of my girlfriends wanted a Tiffany's ring yeah. really bad, and so I went with her husband, now husband, to go ring shopping. 
And he's, we go to Tiffany's. The first thing he says is, can I just buy the box? The guy was like, no. no, no. They'd probably make a shit ton no, of money. If you if just sold, sold the box? Yeah. I bet you I can find one of those boxes on Amazon right yeah. now. Somebody's making those Somebody's boxes. Somebody's doing it. Somebody's yeah. doing it. Somebody sure. still has the box from the ring that they returned. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Or somebody's just probably making oh, the Matt, boxes. Oh, Matt, is this a story? It could be later if we get to that topic. Oh, oh we're there. Okay. We're there. No, I think we've arrived at this topic. We, you have, have arrived. You, do you have a box from a ring that you've returned? I don't remember where the box is, but there was a box. There from was a, a ring box. <laughs> that got returned. <laughs> okay. Yes. After was it was box. after it was given or Oh yes, much longer. After. Oh, he's part okay. of the D Club too. You're part of the D Club? Yeah. yeah. Six years. Six years you were married or six years? Six years, years I was married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What that happened? was that was back home though, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, here. back in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. 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 And Sometimes you far, just gotta leave away. that shit in another state, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just say, eh, you just you you stay here. I'm gonna go. You stay. You st- stay. Yeah, you stay. stay. Sit. You stay. Stay. Here's the box. There's yeah. nothing in it, but you stay yeah, with you this stay. box. So what happened? Oh, I got divorced. Yeah, but she gave you the ring back? <laughs> no, she threw it against the wall, and then I took it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Took it back. Take control. Very nice. And he was like, I'm out of here. You don't want this? You I stay. Will. Yeah, you stay. All right, so you then the rest of the week you were flooded with people. Yeah, the most fascinating was Sapphire. The Gentleman's Club came around. They wanted to do – they did an interview, which um, – Jeff, our founder, he was fantastic because he talked to them just like he talked to any other CEO or investor. So he handled the topic very well. It was, it was a great social experience. I mean, experience. they probably have, they're um, still a big company. Like, Yeah, I don't know what like brands they all encompass, yeah. but they have their own like news outlet. and Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I mean, and they, she had to throw out the invite, hey, we'll send you a limo, free bottles, you know, come tonight or tomorrow night or any night this year, actually. Yeah. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Bring all your friends. Put that one in your back pocket. Yeah. So I still got that card. There you go. And yeah, so all week, it just kind of went viral. On Wednesday, the radio show back in Minneapolis, where all the founders are from, had did like a 15-minute segment on the Taint Band-Aid. At that point, they didn't even know it was a Minnesota company and that the founder was like one of their biggest fans. So Wait, they, they just happened to catch this? Yes. They, I think most of the people... Pulled it from CNET, probably. Like, yeah. they're covering right, right, CES right. and news, and so they just took the taint band-aid and ran with it from their yeah. own version of whatever they could pull. But they apparently didn't even get to the website to figure out the company was from their hometown. How big is this thing? Uh, it's like the size of a an oversized band-aid. Not quite as big as the one you put on your knee, yeah. but, you know, maybe so one. So it's, it's like a sizable piece of equipment. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, do you have to shave? Do you have to like prep the area? Oh no, you don't. This is very much a novelty product. So that actually the adhesive does not stick. So they use a gel, not a sticky tab. So it does not rip out the hair. You don't have to shave. We won't have to deal with that. Huh. And so the adhesive gel is you also should anyway. conductive. You should anyway. You should shave your taint. Guys should. Well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, don't okay, all right, all right. Okay, okay, explain yourself. Fa- fair, but I just, well. Listen, first, okay, eh, first of all. All right, first of the all, debate, this is. I'm going to get nailed, I'm going to get <laughs> nailed here if I say that, like, yeah. women should. I think that's, like, probably the general thought among people, but 
I also want to be clear that like we didn't necessarily set that standard. I don't know who set that standard, but I'm not. I don't. It might have been women. It might have been men. But like, you don't have to. No, you don't. I mean, but like, what woman's not going to? Did white girls just get jealous of Asians and they thought we wanted to be like them? And is that why this all started? Here we go back again. It's been less than four. <laughs> <laughs> Asian Asians are a hot topic. Asians here. are a weekly theme, apparently. Um, I think. I mean, I think all white women are jealous of Asians, are we not? I mean, the cheekbones, the small feet, silky hair. What? No. What? No. Asian does don't all men like small feet? No, they don't ask me. I've got a six foot girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, touche, touche. I just feel like Asians are hot. I don't know the word. Agreed. Right? Asian women. I mean, listen. Have you been? Have you been out in Scottsdale? Have you seen the cheek fillers? We're all. Everyone's just trying to look like Asian. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. I'm not. I'm like the only person, I think I'm the only person in our friends group that like likes the tall girls. So I don't know. I can't relate to that. I'm with you on that. You think I am the only one? No. Uh, you like tall girls? I like tall girls yeah. as well. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, Matt's 6'10". He doesn't have, he doesn't, it, everyone's short, so. Well, no, but it's not just that. Like, he's still generally, uh, I'm not like speaking for you, but he like, he likes shorter girls, or historically, I think has. Okay. I mean, it's change. Like we can all change how we feel, but yeah. I don't know. I've never really thought about like the specifically short thing, like tiny feet. I've never thought about that in my life. Like I don't want. No, I don't. I'm not trying to like cuddle with a little like baby <laughs> koala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. So you don't have to shave. Is the point of that? <laughs> You don't have to, like, prep the area. No prepping needed, no. I wish you had, like, actually gotten to use this thing, because that's a story. I do, too. I didn't have a willing partner at the we time. We need to find one, and we're going to... No, you I, don't need a partner. I, I mean, you can't... <laughs> yeah, good thing. Yeah, keep that Keep that sapphire He just didn't want to pay. Pocket. He just didn't want to pay for a partner. There's a difference. <laughs> I was hoping sapphire would offer. Yeah. But they did not. Just tell him you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> Well, I guess you're there with like 40,000 other entrepreneurs. It's research. Yeah. Don't they have a research budget? Research facility. We can go back to Mexico if you can figure, put it to use down there somewhere. For sure. Yeah. So. Can they try it while they're drinking? Is is there like a influence I don't on, think on I, drinking? Well, they've not. First of all, I don't, I don't think they've gotten to that. They haven't done that kind of study yet. But okay. That would be interesting. That's, that's yeah. I read the protocol for the feasibility the study, and there was nothing about substances. Waterproof. There. It's got to okay. be waterproof, right? Is it waterproof? Yes, it's waterproof. It's <laughs> <laughs> important question. Up, up to eight feet. <laughs> up to eight feet. Down okay. to eight feet. So it's um, it's not waterproof. You can it's, do it in the jacuzzi, uh, maybe just not in the deep. What do they pool. call that on watches? Water resistant. Yeah. I mean, isn't there like another term for it? I think watches don't they use like a specific term that just sounds bougie, but Actually, just means like not fully waterproof. Yeah, we, I know a lot like of places Apple say like submersible up to something. Anyway, yeah, well, your iPhone is water resistant. They say it just can't go below. Was it two feet? Two feet. Two feet is not two, two feet for thirty minutes. I think is the two feet for thirty minutes is that's not water resistant. That is waterproof. 
think it's a way, can to, you be under, a way to cover, cover their ass. Can you be underwater for two feet for 30 minutes? No. Yeah. And you're water resistant. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, I could be misquoting the Apple pamphlet, quite fucking, frankly. Oh, we're going to get a hate. We're going to get an email. Cease and desist. <laughs> Not made in California. Yeah. Designed in California, made in China. So you got a huge market in China. Are you gonna? Are they gonna do any? Are they gonna wait? Are they gonna go to China? Any trade shows? Any like? No, at this point they're just going through the feasibility study, and then they'll be commercializing the product to get it to market. There's got to be like sex toy conferences, though. In two weeks, there's the adult conference in Vegas. We See? were invited, but they don't want it. To, so okay, going back. They don't to want your, the reputation, probably. Going back to your proposal, there. are... I would say three channels. There's the FDA route. Yeah. So if you want to go down that path, that would probably be where the women could potentially be buying it because they'd be buying it through a physician then because this is a problem we're talking with our doctor. Right. Yeah. Um, you would have to go down that path if you want to use treating premature ejaculation. And then there's the general wellness wellness path, which is probably where we will start. And that just because it's not in um, – implanted and it's not long-term right. that it can go down the general wellness path and you can say it's for performance enhancement and then there would be like the novelty path right like there was a company there that was looking to invest in some of the vibrator companies uh, and they'd sell billions of dollars with the sex toys online and that would be another channel which we're not pursuing at this time so it's we we are not labeling it a, as a sex toy we are it, not it's yeah, an, sure this not. is an enhancement this is a yes, a medical a medical device. Medical. Yes. Well, okay. I don't think you can call it a medical. You device, can't. Well, though, you can't call it a medical device if you're not going to file. If you're not going to go the FDA route, I don't think technically it can be called the medical. That's device. an interesting question though, because I've worked on, um, I've worked on and through some FDA studies with some clients before, and you could get you know, the the ups like both the up and the downside are massive, because I wonder what it would be like if they spent. You know, trials could take years of this thing. Oh, the FDA, I mean, we put products to the FDA all the time. That is a bitch of a yeah, process. Yeah, but also the upside, if it if it makes it, like, it's pretty much guaranteed income. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so your partnerships, your buy-ins there would be, I mean, it would be billions for sure. Yeah. The downside is, like, if you fail, and then what? how much have you put into that to, to then fail and will people see that failure as a like detriment on it as a wellness product? It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. So the, the vision right now is to go down the general wellness because it's a speed to market play right now. Right. Especially yeah. with all the press that's gotten out there. Do you have patents on it? They have patents pending around, you know, all okay. the IP around it. The tens devices used in all different areas of the body already. So that okay. technology, the is technology like new, is... just the purpose of it. Right. So they're okay. building patents around the whole device itself. So that'll be the initial play, is just the, speed the market. Is there a is there a large expenditure in the in utilizing like already patented technology from like the tens? Do they have to like how they're just patenting the design yeah. of the product itself. And so the initial prototypes that are working have batteries in them. And as we were there, like the third day, some gentleman came down that had just won an award upstairs and they have a Bluetooth technology that forget the exact terminology, but they basically have uh, self-generating energy that they could potentially harvest energy from your body heat to, to self-energize like, this thing. That's interesting. Which was 
pretty freaking cool. But how do you, I don't understand, I don't know, that seems highly variable to me. <laughs> like if you, I mean, I don't know, you get in a situation and you get too hot or I don't know. That'd be interesting. Cause I, I'm inter- I'm actually pretty interested. <laughs> How in hot is too hot? <laughs> yeah. Like, does this thing like supercharge itself? Like, I don't know. Depends if you're with Rachel or somebody lesser. <laughs> I mean, I do have red hair. You're going to have to round up some. You want to play with like- fire. <laughs> I, we, we, You know what? Listen, if you need someone to help out in the study. <laughs> <laughs> you got a research participant right here. Let's speed up this process. Literally. <laughs> How quick do you want to get it to market? <laughs> Jokes. What um Jokes. what what did you what else did you see? Did you see anything else cool? Yeah, I mean the thing I was most excited about was a uh red laser therapy uh, light system they put inside of a baseball cap that can make my hair grow back. So that was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. All, you know, a lot of men want their to regrow the hair on the top of their head. And they actually had a cosmetic a brush that had fibers in it so they could literally brush in instantaneously what? cosmetically fill in the spot it was phenomenal i did it two days in a row our founder did it a couple of days in a row too wait that. how does that work i'm not exactly sure they have some kind of like fibrous thing in it that sticks like brushing in, in follicles yeah it basically is attaching to your other hair follicles and uh. your, your other hair but it looks completely natural so does, it, it was, does it just thicken the hair that's already there is that what it does I believe that's what it does, yes. That's not exactly what it looks like. It looks, the result is phenomenal, so I don't exactly know the technology behind it. Is yeah. it temporary or is it just it's like temporary, natural? Yes. Okay, It'll, so each day, the like you take a shower. It would wash out. Wash yeah. out, yeah. Okay. Yeah, hmm. so that didn't solve my problem, but I thought it was pretty Sounds expensive. Cool for a couple of days. Yeah. Sounds really expensive. And they had a lot of sleep tech, so sleeping is Sleep tech is huge. I, I, oh, I read a thing tech. today to on Casper. <laughs> well, Casper just, uh, they're getting, they're like, getting ready to uh, they, they're in the process of applying for ipo and they you know they're seen as like the unicorn they pretty much put master's firm out of business but they discovered that um, basically a bunch of analysts came out this week and said that they they sp- they lost 80 million last year just on returns um and they like despite the the like hundreds of millions they made they're still not a profitable company and they've it it was, the conversation was more around why like as investors why will we why do we keep putting money into these companies that are like are not profitable um because it's talking about you know all the money we've dumped into tesla and now how you know tesla is the um cuz we don't ever want to admit we're wrong tesla's the highest equity um auto manufacturer us auto manufacturer ever but they made billions and billions less than both Ford and Chevy individually last year. But their, but their worth, market valuation is higher than those, yeah. Yeah, but it's like a phantom valuation. Like it would take them now, it's already going to take them uh, whatever arbitrary number of years just to catch up to, you know, all the money they've lost in the past. And it's and Casper was the same thing, just on a lower level. Kind of like the WeWork story. They were valuing yeah. like $48 billion, and then the company that had the the biggest – risk into them how to justify it to, right to stay and end up buying them out for yeah 10 or 12 billion i don't know i, I think it's just this whole thing you did last week is really interesting because you hear about ces and i think you generally hear all this stuff on like general you know 
just like regular consumer tech, but not, we don't hear about that kind of stuff a whole lot. This was the first year they allowed us in, so I think we'll be hearing more in the future. Sex sells, Gwen, so it's a good news story. The Taint <laughs> Band-Aid. I've never experienced anything that went viral before. Yeah. And um, that was my first ever experience with that. It was pretty cool to see from the inside of something that you didn't expect and you don't know, Yeah. and the marketplace just took off. And from a social experiment perspective, I think the reason – well, there's a few reasons why. So for CES as a – an event, it justified their decision to allow sex tech in, right? right because right. we were not a novelty. We're actually a, a device, right? right? And the other nine of the 10 companies were vibrator companies. Right. So we're the only one in that category that really validated their decision and, and val- you know made it legit, right? Yeah. And then also from a male's perspective, like this is a topic that socially we don't talk about, right? Yeah. So it was very much new to the to the forefront of conversation too. It'll be interesting to see in the coming months how they, you know, how they utilize the content they were able to create and the conversations they were able to start, especially coming up like into the springs. I don't really know what trade show is season is for that, but I think it'll be interesting to see how they utilize the momentum. Yeah, I mean, they don't really, at this point, they have kind of got all the pieces that they needed. So they're there to attract future investors and to get PR. They got PR. And they'll be able to raise their initial round through friends and family money at this point. Like it's, it's no questions asked. Yeah. Like they won't need any outside capital until they're maybe ready to, you know, after they're in market and ready to just explode it. Then they'll probably do a Series A through VC money. But from being there and experiencing what I've seen, um, if the product actually works and they the studies validate what they believe and what they've found. There's no question that, that they'll either be a $50 million company or $2 billion company right. in the next five years. Like, no question. I've never experienced anything like that. I'd put some money in on it. For sure. So our hosts here will have round or opportunities for the friends and family <laughs> round. Man, I would. I'd, I'd for sure. I, I don't know how much I'd... I Rachel know. doesn't relate. She wouldn't have any interest. I can't help. Can't I help. would. I don't know. I'd drop... I'd, the first number that came to my head, I'd drop 10K on it for sure. I'd give him $10,000. Absolutely. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't hesitate to get, I mean, I don't know. But I think you got to. You know, it's one of those things. It, I think it's a common problem. I, I don't even want to say problem, but I think a lot of men feel that way, that they either go quick or, you know, whatever. I feel like even if the studies weren't as favorable as you hope. I think people would still, still buy into it. Yeah, it's still sure. marketable. People would still buy yeah. into it. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you'll try anything. Like, if you really want to last longer for your party, you'll try anything. Well, and the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be – the product itself doesn't have to go viral to make money. Like, this, this product is not – you know, it's not going to be in, in mass – production this product is not going to be an expensive product to make it i don't you know that's why i asked like how much money do they have to make off of the previously patented tech that they utilize like that seems to me part of a big factor like if the you know if the tens patent requires so much you know equity to go back to you know towards those people you know it's kind of like we are now hosting shark tank yeah well, the reason I asked because in like 2000 and... So Kevin Harrington did stop by our booth. 
actually. Did he? From Shark Tank, yes. With another was in it, one of his investor partners who he yeah. Googled's worth a cool $2.6 billion, yeah. so no big mm. deal. Mm. They came back the second day to pitch them hard. Really? Yeah. They're the, apparently the partner was the largest third-party seller on Amazon, so I'm guessing that's where he made his cool $2.6 billion. Wow. Yeah. Casual. Casual. So they came back the second day to let... To pitch Morari that, hey, we have your distribution channel, we have your investors. Oh, they came to you guys. They came to us both oh, yeah. times. Can you call your buddy and like tell him to take my fucking money? <laughs> I'll hold it in escrow. It'll be safe. I'll give it to you. Seriously. I mean, I'm sure other friends and family are going to put in way more money, but I'd throw it. I'd throw at least without even that information. I would for sure throw ten in. That probably gives me like at least another five or ten in. I would. I don't. I don't see. I mean, I'll keep making up stories. So we'll we'll get the (laughs) we'll get the number up here. Um, Do you want to sway these results? (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we probably know some people in Chicago that. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I think that's awesome. It just seems like such a unique experience to me to be able to do that cuz you know, you don't think about I would have never thought about going to CES for something like that. And that's I mean, I'm an opportunist by nature, so yeah. I just kind of have created space in my life to take what's in front of me and when it was presented, I I was overwhelmed the last time I went just from a personal perspective of being inspired and seeing uh, everything that's out there and the people that are literally creating the world and, you know, driving change. And it was pretty cool to also see a path. If you're somebody who has nothing in this great country to yeah. be able to go from zero an idea to potentially everything literally falling in your lap and the resources, just by putting yourself out there to take something from idea to a viable business that could be long-term. Yeah. And the opportunity we have to be a nobody to to go there and do that. Yeah, I think that's a unique way to see it too. Because I don't, it, it doesn't. I think more often, more often than not, it doesn't happen that way. You know, at least the way it's going for these guys. Correct. So far, I think it doesn't happen. That but there's a pathway. There was a lot of examples around us of people that you know had an idea. They got funding from big strategic partners, and now right. you know they have a business. Their their vision was realized, and it was. It's just a one of many possible pathways for some for something to actually happen. Yeah. So what else are you doing? What are you going to do this year? What you got going on? This year, I'm very excited about growing Raving Fan Media. So we're uh, working with local businesses to help them market on Google. So local service-based businesses. So from a business perspective, I'm excited about that. I always enjoy, you know, meeting people in my community and building community. So I've been here three years now and have met great friends, um, you know, from all over the country, and we're all kind of new here. So for me, this year is just to really build a foundation. I have a great network back in Minnesota that I built, friends and family, and grew up with a huge family support system around me. My dad's one of 13. My mom's one of 10, and I have 28 first cousins on my dad's side and 27 on my mom's Isn't side. Isn't that crazy? A massive We all went family. to high school together, so it was like... Oh, my God. So the high school was your family. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So you're related to like everybody, second or third cousins, you know, mm. all around. And that sounds like incest waiting to happen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the gene pool was small. Yeah. Yes. The tree didn't fork many ways. It did not. No. It had some curly limbs that got a little weird when they came. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I agree though about you know coming in here. I've I've met so many people. I mean, I think we're in a pretty unique situation here where we live, but. Um, you know, just I've met so many people through you 
that it's been it's been nice to feel it's it's made me feel like home a lot too. Actually, you know, it's funny a little story. The day that we all went up, um, I know you had been many times up to Lake Pleasant, but the day that we went and we were doing the cliff jumping with everybody with that whole big group. Yeah, that was our, kind of our first little outing together, yeah. and it was very meaningful for me too, even though I'd been there a few times. You know, I, there was a certain redheaded friend of mine that was invited that day. But no way. The ditch, yeah. Yep. Me? Yeah. Ditch? No, yeah, no, my other... Well, I literally have like one other redheaded Doesn't sound friend. like me at all. Yeah, she was invited, that. and she did not go. What she was I doing? She, what she was had my... a flight early the next day, which I like at least, uh, you know, is plausible. Oh, no, that that's definitely plausible. For sure. Yeah, but we were all in bed by eight. Yeah. I was still so new here, though. Was I like... Great opportunity to make friends when you're new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, but when you're new and you're trying to make new friends and you don't... The idea of putting yourself on a boat with a bunch of people you don't know and being stuck all day. Yeah. I think that was probably Oh yeah, the fair skin, the red hair, and the sunshine. I get it. That's yeah. risky. Yeah, that's that's risky. risky. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I just don't like being stuck in a place with, you know. Strangers. A lot like of a, people I don't know. Like a loft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk with to the, strangers. With, with the door locked like and my hand handcuffed to the wall. Yeah. And a tank tamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it make noise? Uh, we're going to program that in, yeah. Kind of like the oh, Tesla kind, should. You can, kind pick, of noise? you can pick your engine. Oh, you wait, you think it should make noise? Yeah, like, is it, is it, is it a... That's a good question. Do people want to make noise? The Rage. women, the women, like, to get conditioned to, to, like, want the noise? I don't think they want the noise of the vibrator. I think they want the tickle of the vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. But you said you were going to program it in to make noise. Yeah, that's going to be version two. Huh. Well, the, well, like, what, I just want to know what, like, what kind of kind of noise. I mean, I if mean, you program it, you can make it sound like whatever the hell you want. Because when you sit in a Tesla, you can turn on the whoopee cushion function. Like, I'm just curious. I mean, yeah. you can do anything you want. You know, they used to do, like, back in the day, and Tesla might have even done it. They used to put, like, some of these in the prototypes, they'd put, like, an 18-inch sub up in the front where the engine would be and they'd play engine noises out of that speaker. <laughs> Do you want to talk about vibrators for a second? Yeah, tell us. Cuz I learned more about vibrators. Oh, this is where ever it, even... it's after 11. It should this thing yeah. should be we're we are like still so tame. We need to get way off. The I rails. always listen, I always say if I download Uber Eats and I get a vibrator, y'all will never see me again. Yeah. So I've already downloaded Uber Eats. Give me the rundown on vibrators. Would I'm about be... to disappear. Would you be willing to pay $300 for supposedly the best vibrator ever? What's the best vi- what's the best vibrator ever doing for me? I don't know. They haven't got it to actually work yet. They were the company that made the big fuss last year. Oh. And they're going to sell they don't their have vibrator. a working product. They have not been able to deliver on it yet, no. Oh. Oh. So they're like the Tesla of vibrators. <laughs> they are. They, so far. they put on the biggest party and they had the biggest show. Okay. To attract attention for future investors. What was this show like? Well, so they had, which was pretty awesome, by the way. They had a, let's call it a box van, but the whole back was glass all the way around. And they were sitting in there having their meeting, and that was driving up and down the strip. It's like they were sitting in the back of a box van that was all glass around a table having a meeting. 
Like a with, business meeting? Like a business meeting. Like or, investor meetings or whatever? Yeah. Like that was had, their conference room for the week? That was their conference room for the week, yeah. They had all their signage, you know, on the vehicle. Pun intended on the box van. Box van, yeah. And their product is called Osei. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Osei. Hmm. But they, that wasn't the coolest one. So one that was called Oh My Bod. They've been around for about nine oh, years. Wow. Yeah, they got the one that like all the like cam girls use. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know what the cam girls are using? <laughs> so they can you can sync the vibration <laughs> you, of that. Pornhub adverti- <laughs> advertises this thing like crazy. Yeah. So their newest model that I, I just got exposed for the first time, didn't see it on Pornhub, missed it somehow. And uh, going back to the vibration versus the noise, you can program your playlist on there and the vibration will like rhythmically sync up to the music to the that music. you programmed in there. And or let's See? say you have a, like a partner. So you can be yeah. like sitting there and be like. So I listen see, to our podcast. I feel like it'd be more like <laughs> Barry White, you know. Oh no, not our podcast. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's a good marketing. What if, but what I, if I feel like the option for music would be a little bit more. Baby making, yeah, a little more slow jam. I'm just saying, a little 90s R&B people out more, there. If you want to use this vibrator to the like sounds of our podcast, what if you felt? What if you accidentally found out that like the sound waves and rhythm of people's voices was like the best stimulation? Can that I? We pre- had just also we had only ever been listening to the sound waves. We hadn't been like feeling them. I just want to know, can I pre-record my own voice and then have it play so that I don't have to fake it? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Is that wow. an option? You can record, just- yeah. <laughs> it plays, if it syncs up to the audio file. Like Matt's like, wow, you suck. <laughs> she literally does not want to leave She doesn't house. even give us a chance. So. <laughs> We're becoming irrelevant as we, you know. Oh, yeah, we will be for sure. Like I said. Yeah. We already are. Uber Eats and a vibrator. doesn't take that Or came much. first, chicken or egg. It was yeah. the chicken. The chicken has seen the quality of the eggs and is like, oh, we don't need these eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep being a fucking chicken. Yep, that's it. Did you just reject my eggs? <laughs> There's a pill that that? <laughs> I actually reject my own eggs you reject your daily. Own eggs, yeah. Okay, so you saw some vibrators. Yeah, it's fascinating technology. Fascinating. Are you going to go again next year? Yeah, 100% we'll be there next year. We'll be next year, we'll be to market. So we'll be looking for additional. Oh, you're going to go with the same company again next year? I'll be there with Marari. Yeah. What's your hope for market date? We're about a year out. A year out. Okay. Yeah, realistically. Yeah. What do they know? Do they have an idea of like where they're going to concentrate advertising and stuff first? So the originally going into the event, they were looking for strategic partners. The Procter and Gamble was kind of because they had won the pitch competition. That was on the forefront of their mind. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I don't think. I think they'll probably do direct to consumer, maybe crowd like potentially crowdfunded, crowdfunded, um, and and other alternative channels besides that. There's a couple of the company. Forget the exact name of it, but the holding company that owns uh, Durex Condoms. They were one mm-hmm. of the other big players that would come in as a strategic partner that they had talked about and they were very, very interested. So at this point they are pretty much at liberty to say who they want to, to work choose with who they want and not to give up the equity or control. At the yeah, phase. Cause they got a bunch of people at the table. Yeah. 
That's cool. So it's a good position to be in. It's it a really cool experience. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. I want to be friends and family. <laughs> so what else are you going to do this year? What like non-work stuff are you interested in? Give me some like. So we're going to Lake Powell. Yeah. Houseboating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to Coachella. It's been on our list. Yeah, Coachella. I'm trying to rope this one into go, going to Coachella. But it's like a maybe. Just tell her there's no boats there. There's no boats. How stranded am I? Not very. I mean. No. When is Coachella? April. April. Yeah. Do you still have spots? We've. It's like spots are unlimited. We haven't even bought tickets yet. Oh. We have room to grow. Yeah. We have room to grow. Yeah. And then. You're uh, growers, not showers. I'll take it. I'll take it. True. So, have you been before, Rachel? I have not. I have not either. I'm like down. I'm, I'm, you know what? On air. I'm going. <laughs> You've heard it, folks. You heard it here. Now she will. I'll give her credit. I, if I, she says she's going to do I something, she it, will do it. Yeah. I show up. So yeah, she will. I've just committed. Yep. Well, you might not have a job by then yet. So you'll have plenty of time. No, I will have a job. Holy shit. You know how bored I am right now? I need a job. I know. That's why I, That's why she's my co-host, because she doesn't have <laughs> shit else to do. <laughs> no, I would be your co-host even if I had a job, but I'm going to tell you that day is, is a, a long day today. It is a long day, Anna. It's a long day when Yeah, I was at the office at like 7. Oh, you mean because you ain't got shit to do. It's Wait, when you have nothing bored. to do? Yeah, no, it's it's a long day. Yeah, yeah not everybody's good at it. I've seemed to figure out how Powell's to going to be awesome, though, because... Powell is, have you ever been to Lake Powell? I have not, no. It is a, it's it's like a different planet. I've never been to a different planet. But you imagine <laughs> if. This is what I think it's like. Yeah. It's like the time I went to Quebec City. I was like, ah, I've never been to Europe, but I feel like this is what Europe looks <laughs> like. Yeah? Yeah, we got to figure that one out too. So that would be probably September because I'm going to Alaska in August with my family. Ooh. So. That's awesome. Are you doing like an Alaskan cruise or are you going to like going to Alaska? We're going to Anchorage, nice. like Denali, and working some fishing trips. There. Oh, that's oh. going to be awesome. So that'll Have you be ever cool. done anything like that? So we have this idea that what we're going to try to do is, you know, we'll have a lot of like homegrown stories where we talk to people. But we've realized that we've got some really extraordinary people in our networks that live like in North America, and I'd like to do, my goal is to do like somewhere between five to seven episodes a year where we like travel and we spend a day just like in the places that these people live and then we interview them. It's like, so that's why I'm interested in kind of like on location, what people are doing, where they're going. We could go to Vail, have a cousin lives in Vail. And it's got some fantastic stories there. She built out a co-working space, has been with some top executive chefs there. And See, that's all. Uh, I've v- got, Vail's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Vail. You haven't? Mm-mm. Really? I've been to Aspen. That I've been to me. Winter Park. Yeah. I really want to go to Telluride. Telluride's cool. I've been to Telluride. Been there. But I've got a friend. I have a friend that worked uh, for a big, huge marketing firm in uh, Toronto. And she, like two, I guess almost two years ago now, she dropped everything and she moved to Montana and bought an animal rescue. Wow. And so she's been, yeah. But like, isn't that such a cool story? And she lives like an hour south of Glacier. So like, that would be so cool to go up there and, you know, 
bag up the equipment, go up there, see what she's doing. Have you been to Banff? No. So Banff. we could Don't go to see what she's doing, that. and then we go to Banff. That's also I want to go to Banff so, so bad. So bad. No, you I haven't. I thought you had been. No, that's what we talk about all the time, how badly oh, yeah. I want to go. Maybe we'll just take like a summer trip to Banff. I don't have to go in the winter. I kind of wouldn't. I want to go, go in the summer. Yeah. People, I turned 30 this year in August. What a baby. Just saying. Is that it? Is that the, is that the move? That Banff in August I is do, probably phenomenal. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to spend probably third. Go to the I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. I see. That's my thing. I do not want to turn thirty at a W pool party. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to turn thirty. Actually, preferably not Stranded in America. Well, we're not trying to yeah. like. <laughs> I'd like I you mean, to put me in the middle of nowhere and strand <laughs> me with a bunch of strangers. Uh, no, I would like to not in America. I would do that for sure. I mean, that we're kind of assuming that we would be part of her like thirtieth. <laughs> Birthday group. I don't which have is a lot. Probably not true, but there's not a lot of people lining she's up. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Have you mastered the taint bandage? Yeah. Yeah. Contrary to my willingness to participate oh, in the taint bandage, uh, I don't have a lot of people we lined up to spend my 30th birthday with me. That would be the goal. Okay. Here's what we do we go to a foreign country, I probably Canada, because we're not going to do Mexico. Um, and we, on the night of her 30th, we find her a guy and, like, take him back and taint tame him. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> you want to uh, get taint tamed, eh? What day's your birthday? August 1st. First. National so Taint Leo, Taming right? Day. I am August. a Leo. Yeah. I am a redheaded Leo. Oh, so, Oof. yeah, brutal combo, <laughs> brutal combination. I think Banff would be a great one. I'm still. I'm. I had also pitched Matt to go to Baja with me and pre-run the Baja Ooh, race. When course. is that again? Okay. But I also. Well, there's a few different times I can do it, but I also pitched it. He won't. I don't think he'll go. But I pitched it to Tez the other night because how funny would that be <laughs> to have Tez strapped into the passenger side of this buggy, right? Oh, uh, he's he's a character. Love that guy. He's a wild man. His his show's funny. I'm excited to get that one out there. What else? Where Where do you want to go? If you oh, Columbia. Columbia. And never come back. With Josh. <laughs> For a couple of days. Send but Josh you've got you you've got friends down there though, right? I, was, you and I have some contacts, yeah. Sachi yeah. has quite a few. I've got a friend too that I um That's your type though, right? C- Colombian. You like the, I do like that flavor. You, you yeah. like the caliente? I do. Okay. What it's part of Colombia do you know like where uh, Medellin, Medellin, probably. Yeah. Maybe down to Florinopolis, I think it is. Bogota. Cartagena, Cartagena. Cartagena. Yeah, Cartagena. I'll, I'll do Colombia. I've got Colombia. I've heard is beautiful. I've heard it's beautiful too. Like, well, I think beautiful. I think it's just taking them time to get over the stigma. Yeah. Of everything that. That's gonna be my New Year's trip next year because I want to go in the winter because I always want to be away during like New Year's because there's never really anything going on and it's not that nice here yeah. either. So. Well, like, and going out and spending all the money on New Year's is kind of like here. Yeah, I would I take it was a dumb holiday. I thought it was a dumb holiday. It's so stupid. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the idea of like starting a near like a new year, but yeah. doing no. I like the idea of doing it with a small group of people, but somewhere like in a. I don't do tropical that much, but for some reason this winter, and it's odd that I would want to do this living here because it's not even that cold. But I, for some reason, I wanted to get tropical somewhere and i haven't it's been a cool winter here though so i felt yeah. the same way 
But I haven't I done felt it like yet. it's rained a lot too. Is that? That's true. That's a true fact. Is that? F- true I didn't. Facts. So I moved here last winter, but I didn't really spend a lot of time. I, like I was pretty much traveling the whole winter, so yeah. I didn't. I don't really know what it's like. It's my first one. This one is a little, a little bit chilly, um, but I haven't been anywhere tropical in, in a while. So I've been thinking about that. Columbia. Where else? What else is on your list? Where to go this year? Yeah. Um, tell you I'd be great. My friend has a place in Costa Rica, Tamarindo, in a surf town. So he's got a couple big Airbnb houses there that he owns, and he's a mm-hmm. part owner in the bar there. They do a lot of ministry work with the local community. So oh, that's cool. Um, I'd like to go surfing there for like a week and play volleyball on the beach every day. That'd be great. Do you surf? I have three times, and I can get up. I just can't get in front of the wave very well. Yeah. Well. So if but, I have like a week, I can settle in. Usually by day two, I can get my feet back under me. I just don't do it enough. I like it. Do you surf? You ever surf? I've surfed. I mean, I grew up on the ocean, but like we didn't have like yeah. But East Coast ocean. East like Coast bullshit. doesn't have doesn't waves count. though. It's yeah. it's kind of like so yeah. Like have I stood up on a surfboard for for a very small wave? Yeah, yeah. but nothing like no. When I went to, and I know people hear me talking. People are probably tired of this, but last year I went to. Um, I I took a long weekend and I flew into Lisbon. This is when I was living in London and I flew into Lisbon and I had some meetings and then I drove, I rented a car and just drove North and Portugal is not a very big country. You can drive the entire like top to bottom. The entirety is like six hours. Um, but I drove up to, I did like some stops, but I drove up to Porto and I spent the weekend in Porto and it was like, I would move there. I don't go to a lot of places where I would say like, I would come back here over and over, but it's one of those places where, like, if I had to, for some reason, leave North America, I'd go there because it's amazing. Wow. Food's amazing. I've heard Portugal. My mom wants to go there. This I promised my mom a trip this year. So beautiful. Um, and that was one of the things that she threw out. And I was like, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. And she goes, yeah, everyone, like, that's yeah. a hot spot. They have all these little coastal towns. One of them is called Nazare. And I just happened to be coming back south when they were having... Um, it was the back end of the weekend where they had the, uh, what do they call it? Um, the something pro, but it's the big wave surf tour. And they had come through Nazare. Nazare is like one of their championship rounds. And Nazare is known for having the largest wave in the world. So the waves average like 88 feet. Wow. And the day before I was there, um, one of the surfers had surfed like a 107. And I had all I had seen these things on, um, you know, pictures on Instagram, on on the internet and all that. But I was like, whatever, it can't be. And then you get there, and you're, it blows your mind because you're standing up on this cliff, and then the wave is coming up higher than the cliff, and you just, they they judge offshore, and then it crests before it hits the cliff. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the waves break. I mean you know, a couple hundred yards offshore, but, um, they judge, they judge this thing from a lighthouse because that's the only way they can get high enough. And that's where the laser is to me- to measure. Um, that's where the laser measures basically height from the beach to the top of the wave. And that's how they measure the waves. And these, and they get, you know, it's where they get towed in by the jet skis and all that stuff. Um, but you go down and you stand on the beach and you're watching these, just huge waves and then they crash and you can just feel it. Like I've never been in a legit earthquake, but that's probably the closest I've ever felt to 
and it's just it's mind blowing. I mean, it, I I'm not scared of a whole lot of stuff, but I was terrified standing on that beach. I mean, it's just it's unreal. That's cool. So I want to do more stuff like that. I, I, I figure that's kind of how. Like maybe you know maybe Banff wouldn't be scary, but the the size of the mountains and I like things that like make me feel small and make just really put like my life in perspective of how out of control I you That's know. That's why he got a Great Dane. Yeah. I'm yep. just kidding. Yeah. At any moment he could swipe you. Yeah, and does all the time. <laughs> yeah, he trips me and like punches me. And what about you? Where do you want to go? I mean, Banff is, I love Canada, so, and I haven't been Calgary, Banff, so that would be, that's definitely top. Um, Calgary Stampedes in August, too. Oh. Why Calgary? I've never really heard much about Calgary. Um, So I kind of have this, so I've been to Montreal, I've been to Quebec City, I've been to Vancouver, and I just, I freaking love Canada. Like, love it. Me too. So Calgary, Toronto, I hear is very. It's kind of like Montreal. Like Montreal was fun, but like, in some ways, reminded me of Boston. But like, so Toronto is. Toronto's fun, but Toronto's just a city. City, yeah, I've heard that. So like every other place in Canada, I've been. Um, I've done Winnipeg. Some of these are smaller, but uh, yeah, you know, I've done Winnipeg, uh, Edmonton. Like, uh, Edmonton, I've done Vancouver, uh, Montreal, I've done, and they all have like a, at least like some flavor to them. Yeah. Toronto is just like it's a just city. a city. So that's yeah. kind of like my last on the totem pole, but Calgary. It's cool. Is it's my, a lot of fun. My next one. But. Um Yeah, I always envisioned like flying to Calgary and then driving to Banff and like doing yeah, that yeah. thing. Um I so my my mom's um father was from Norway. So we always talk about Ooh. doing um Norway, Sweden, like Copenhagen, like doing like a yeah. Um, I want to go stay in one of those globes. Yeah, it's like new. Yep. Like, have you seen these things? They're like basically, it's like a it's space like a tent, this big. But it's like a snow. It's globe. like a. It's yep. yeah. It's like a bedroom that they put a snow globe over. But it's like all glass. It's like all glass, and you can see the northern lights, and, and it just looks cool. It's like very Instagrammable for sure. <laughs> That's how I know about it. I've got a folder. That <laughs> yeah, you just see that. Um, but there are also this. I've never place. been to Europe. Is never, never been to Europe. So, oh man, basically, my trip this year with my mom is um, Europe. I don't give a shit. Spain, there's a like, place, literally anywhere. I just want to go to Europe. There's this restaurant that I have that I want to go to. It's called um, Under Lines. It's a, of course, now my internet doesn't want to work. But what it is, it's this. Uh, it's a Michelin star restaurant. And uh, it it quite literally is you walk in and you go down and the restaurant is built under the water and but it's in the, it's up in the Nordics I think it, I don't okay. know if it's Norway or it's maybe Denmark something like that okay um, <clears throat> but it's just this very like ominous it's not like that one that's in the Caribbean in Atlantis I think there's one in Atlantis and it's like you know fun like tropical fish but this one is it's like very ominous the lighting is low and it's you know obviously that kind of cuisine but it just you know and the vibe is like all these hipsters making you like really great seafood <laughs> i don't know it just looks cool to me because it's i feel not, like if i go i'll, I'll never want to come back like i want to move yeah to yeah like i'll never you know i love spending time in london i wasn't 
I don't know if I would want to live there. I wouldn't for sure not want to live there as a single person. Yeah. Um, but traveling around the country is, it's the, the cool thing of, I think we forget sometimes or we get so caught in our little bubble that we don't realize how massive our country is. And then yeah. you get over there and in like two hours you're in another country. I mean, you can yeah. just drive everywhere. I mean, you can be top to bottom of France, you know, in a day. And, um, well, my mom being 61 is like, you know, can we do, you know, she thinks that we got to spend like two weeks in Norway. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> mom, we can, we can do like three different countries in one, you know, yeah. she's like, well, I don't want to feel rushed. I'm like, uh, you, won't. you won't, you won't, so you small. won't promise. <laughs> well, a lot of the cities too are, I mean, there are, you know, Barcelona, Paris, some of these cities are massive cities. But I think in my in my experience, you know, like Lyon is probably my favorite French city. And I think I always tell people that I think that's what everybody wants France to be because it's friendly. It's very romantic. It's got the same, all the same architecture, even some of the same pieces on a smaller scale. Um, it's got all the cathedrals and all the stuff. It's on like hillsides. There's galleries, all the same stuff you want Paris to be but without the annoyance that we get because Parisians get frustrated at Americans. Americans get frustrated <laughs> at Parisians, but Leon's not like that. I mean, pretty much everybody speaks English. They're nice. Like don't, you know, there's just bakeries and all the candy shops. I mean, it's just, it's just a gorgeous city and you can pretty much walk it or a short drive to the other side. Whereas Paris, you got to pick what part of the city you want to be in is, you know, pain in the ass to get to the other side. So is Lyon in the South of France? Lyon's kind of, um, it, it's kind of like middle. Yeah. It's toward the South. Um, but it's, it's, it's not like a, it's not a coastal town. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really beautiful cause you can drive straight down, straight down from Paris. It's, I mean, it's still several hours South of Paris, but, I think it's maybe like five. It's within five hours or so of Paris. But it's awesome. Portugal's beautiful. Spain is really cool. I th- pretty much everywhere in well, I don't know. There have been some places in Spain that people tell me I should go that I haven't been. But yeah, I feel like I don't want to take my mom to Ibiza. No. <laughs> what no. about Italy? Take her to Rome. So my mom, Tuscany. My mom's an artist, and she has done. She did like an art workshop in Tuscany before. So she's already tackled Italy. She's already been in Italy. Yeah. yeah. Um, not that she wouldn't love to go again, but this Megan is kind of like Megan raves about Italy. Yeah. I've never been to Italy. I don't know anything about Italy. Have I, you been to Europe? Uh, just when I was young, I went to Spain and France and England when I was like a senior in high school on yeah. a student tour. I like Spain a lot. I definitely want to go back there. Yeah. I love, I, I really, I want to go like fly into Paris and then drive, road trip down France and just drive the coast, drive that southern coast, France, all the way down to Italy. I think it'd be cool to do that with like a small group of people and just stop along the way, like a night here and there. Um, I've always thought that would be fun. Because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not into staying a week somewhere. I don't want to stay a yeah, week. Yeah, I like to bounce. I kind of like to. I, my When I got married, my honeymoon, I wanted to drive the California coast like up to – Vancouver and Canada and do, you know, let's start. Um, And he was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fine. Well, where do you want to go then? 
We went to like St. Lucia. It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to fly more than four hours. Oh, okay. Well, so that's what, that's what we did, but missed, missed opportunity for sure. So what else, brother? What else you got going on this year? I feel like I'm going to get stronger this year. Yeah. Yep. Play every day outside, maybe. Oh, I'm excited for the new lifetime to open up and build more. Yeah, so. oh. I think I'm gonna do that. I canceled. I canceled my core power. I think I'm gonna probably do lifetime because it's right there across from the office. Yeah, that'll be good. It'll be a new crowd. It'll be a fun new energy. I see them building, building the pool from from our office. We're on the ninth floor. So Are they putting see. an indoor pool too? Oh, it's a massive rooftop pool. They always have an outdoor pool, but they. I don't know. The one in North Scottsdale has an indoor pool and an outdoor pool. Yeah, oh, wow. most of them have indoor. I don't know about this one, though. It's, I mean, it's huge. Probably. I would imagine it does. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. It'll be good to play some hoops again and meet some new people, be good networking. And Yeah, I think it's going to be a good summer. I'm definitely going to have a better summer this year. Last year was a struggle bus. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be fun. Cool. So the media company, give us the name of that again. Raving fan digital. Is what brought you to that? When do you? What? So when I originally moved down here, um, my cousin, my second cousin's husband, he's had an agency. He's been in digital marketing for ten years, and then went on his own and started his own agency four years ago, and created a pretty phenomenal result as a solopreneur. So I kind of saw the result, and he had been met, was mentoring another guy at the time to start his own agency, and I was still. Not sure that I wanted to settle into the local model because I was trying to do the digital nomad thing. I'd met some guys here that had sold a couple hundred million dollars of the products online. So I was looking into maybe starting my own like nutrition brand and uh, working from Bali, you know, and hanging out and living the life. But then last year when I decided to really build roots here and kind of settle in, then I revisited that opportunity to see if he'd be willing to mentor me to start my own agency. So um, I've always worked with small business owners, and so it was a natural fit to to do that. And the model is pretty open to you know new businesses coming in, and right. this this market's growing so fast. Like there's just so much business out there. Yeah, I love it out here. Well, dude, I'm glad you came tonight. I'm glad that we got. To, I think the story that you went through last week was pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks for having. We're gonna, we're gonna need to follow up on the official name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna figure that out. You can participate. So. I will. I want to. Yeah, in the funding and in the naming as well. Okay. Oh, I hope they. I hope they let me write them a check. <laughs> Take my money. I got some cash in the safe downstairs. Perfect. But yeah, man, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we finally got to have you here. Um, thanks for coming, spend some time with us. I know it's a little bit late, but yeah, no, I appreciate the invite. So glad I could uh, share the experience, and I've enjoyed all the other episodes that I got a little sneak preview to listen. So yeah, we've been having fun with it. I think. I think this is going to be this project. You know, I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I finally just like put my head down and started it. And um, we've had some we've had some really good pieces of content so far, and I think we've got some good ideas for 2020. I think we're gonna have fun with it, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Can Loke. you get Ghost on the show? Oh my God, Ghost would be. Please. Who is Ghost? <laughs> You've not experienced? No. I, I don't not. think she's met Ghost, but Ghost would be a good one. Un, probably under the condition of anonymity, I'm just assuming. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. might even have He to only like, goes by Ghost. Yeah, yeah, um, that Well, would be Devin's probably anonymity to him, right? The world knows him as Ghost, so Maybe. he go by Devin. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, I, you know, we've, we've been talking about a few, we've got some really good people. We're starting to kind of ideate and share a list and just see who we can get. That, that's the biggest thing is kind of putting your head down on it and get it, getting people to, to take it seriously like you do. And, as, and to be fair, like until the last few weeks, I really didn't know like how serious I was going to take it. And then now, you know, I've kind of, I've made some small investments here in it and we, you know, we're getting good at figuring out how to kind of lead conversations and talk to people and kind of pull some of that stuff out of them. And I think we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, let me know who I can help recruit once you kind of have an idea. I can. I'll well, I think anybody, anybody that just has a cool, uh, an intriguing story or is. So like the psychic medium chick that I went out with. Like the other day, is she like? No, we just want. We don't need her, but we need <laughs> to hear about the date. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, that'll be another episode because the next me. we're gonna have to do another episode where we just tell stories. Yeah, for because sure. that's a different like. Yeah. Okay. Different avenue. Yeah. Because it went off the rails with Tez the other night. That's fun. I believe it. I want to yeah. hear it. Tell yeah. the story. I don't know a lot of Tez's background, like I know who he is now. But it's fun. Know. We had a great time. He really is like a genuinely funny person. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being in my life. Thanks for coming. And we love you. We appreciate you. My pleasure. It's, I'm looking forward to uh, the future of all of it and all for all of us. Awesome. Thanks for not coming early.